Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. It's Friday, it's 5pm and this episode is brought to you live from the Lewis Premier Inn. Room 214. Wow. Uh, you're not staying there another night, are you? You might get lots of uh, interested parties coming to room <laughs> 214. People that are staying there tomorrow night, Johnny, are going to get absolutely bombarded by uh, Randy Randy beer geeks. Um, <laughs> one, one, wanting a couple of the cans I stole from Burning Sky yesterday. Oh, oh dropping a little Burning Sky chat, are you? How was, your, um, how was your Premier Inn breakfast, mate? mate? I don't get a Premier Inn breakfast. During, what do you mean? During COVID, during yeah. COVID, there is no no breakfast served in Premier Inns. You are kidding me. Who would want to stay in a fucking Premier Inn without the breakfast buffet? Yeah, I mean, it's not about the beds or the safe room or the the, the roof over your head. It's it it it's about the buffet breakfast. It's definitely not about any of that stuff, and it's not about Lenny Henry. Is Lenny Henry the guy that advertises Premier Inn? I think he is. Yeah, um, yeah. He doesn't really talk about the breakfast. So what did, what did you do with your your thirteen inch plate? Did you just keep it in your bag then? Were you very disappointed? <laughs> <laughs> Brought my plate all the way from London for no oh, reason. Unbelievable. Damn, damn. Um, no, I didn't bring a plate. I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm supporting independent businesses. I don't know where the Premier Inn is. One, I, I presume it's not the craft of the hotel world. Um, so <laughs> some good coffee in Lewis elsewhere is uh, is nice. how I breakfasted. Well, you're in a, um, you're in a great part of the world for. All things nice coffee, beer, food, countryside, Sussex, baby. Welcome to Sussex. So you you were at Burning Sky yesterday. That's pretty exciting. Very jealous. Yeah, that was. It was uh, a wonderful day. The the sun shone for us, and it was the the second spontaneous brew, second cool ship brew of the year for them. And I went down to for photograph it for my new book. Nice. Um, and it was. It's the first time. I mean, I've been to. I think I've been to every single um, traditional Lambic brewery, so not all of the new guys like Boffcont and, and and people like that, but I've been to all of the classic Lambic breweries and never seen a cool ship being filled. So this was my first experience of seeing like 4,000 litres of boiling hot wort pouring into a swimming pool at the top of a brewery. And, you know, even though I've talked about it endlessly on the channel, endlessly, you know, at sort of corporate tastings and stuff that I do, I've never witnessed it. And words cannot do justice to how bizarre it is. Was it like a spa? Did it exfoliate your skin? Was it very sweaty? I got super sweaty, yeah, because yeah, it's up in the top of the brewery, but Burning Sky don't, like, lots of breweries have, like, 
like open roofs which supposedly lets the bacteria in as if it's not already in the building. Um, and yeah, Bernie's guy do not have that. So it is basically a sauna at the top of their brewery. Um, and I, while I was up there, like I did a, a time-lapse ready for a video that we're going to do soon, did a time-lapse of it filling. So I was up there the whole time. And uh, yeah, it was like I'd been playing badminton for about <laughs> a week. The sweatiest nice. man. Nice. I bet the smell was amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. They it smells like flowers and honey and caramel and wow. like really stinging hops as well. Like it's aged hops that they use, but the quantities are massive per liter. So Amazing. there's a really big hop aroma in it. Um, and also, we're, we're, we drank a Cool Ship Number Three, which is the the latest vintage, the first of Burning Skies to have one, two, and three year lambic style beer. Um, and it had loads of bitterness to it, actually, a real kind of stingy, nettle kind of finish. So, yeah, Burning Sky seemed to enjoy a little bit more bitterness than a, a traditional Lambic brewer would. Wow. That all sounds amazing and uh, incredibly sort of dreamy for, for, for a beer fan. All these kind of like crazy processes going on in a... In a is it like a wooden building as well? Is it like a real old school farmy sort it's, of vibe yeah burning sky is a proper like farmhouse kind of brewery um not in terms of what they brew although they do use local ingredients but in terms of like it is literally a barn on a farm um and the cool ship used to be in a really like slightly rickety looking barn and they've moved it uh, into the main brewery um and turned that other one into storage so it's not quite as romantic a setting but it's pretty amazing because it's it sort of lords it over all the tanks you've got all these tanks lined up all these steel tanks, and then the cool ship just sort of looms down on it, going, "We don't need technology." Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm sort of imagining you um, smelling like some, you know, like if you go to a bonfire or you've been doing a barbecue and you absolutely <laughs> kind of reek of the coals. I imagine you just smelling of aged tops now. It's just infused into your body. You know, what? I think I probably did. Nice. I, I haven't asked anybody, and I've, I've showered since, but okay. it felt like it was sticking to my skin almost. Yeah. Um, anyone who homebrews knows that whatever room you brew in, like slowly gets really sticky, like the mm. like the ventilation hood on a cooker just inexplicably gathers. Like there's there's stickiness in the steam, so um, perhaps I've now been imbued with lambic. Wow, great stuff! Or, or, or rather, Sussex spontaneous beer. Apologies to any Belgians. Well, it all sounds great, man, to be honest. As long as you're not sticky, then nobody wants to be <laughs> sticky. I don't like sticky underarm deodorant. That's why I used to spray on stuff. But, you know, there you, you go. You, I know you're you a roll-on man, first. aren't you? That's I'm not it. a roll-on man. You were a roll-on man. How dare you? What, what do you use, roll-on man. What do you use? I use, I use right guard. That's, that's, like a, that's like a gel, like a roll-on thing, isn't it? Like a stick, no. like a print stick. Who used roll-on? Nobody uses roll-on. <laughs> I swear, when it's we've like, been on like a trip saying... years ago, you had a you had a stick thing that you were rubbing on your arm. Am I, no. Have I imagined that? Okay. I think that's a weird dream you've had, and I don't want to hear any more, <laughs> any more about that dream. <laughs> right guard, right guard, nice. I'm a, I'm a Nivea man myself. Right, you know, yeah. It's delicate. Care for your skin. Exactly, exactly, mate. So we could totally be sponsored by skincare, all these people. Why aren't we getting off as left, right, and centre? It's because I look like a grubby urchin, and, well, and well, they, we're both they pretty hairy. Be beard care then. Speaking of hairy, I saw one of the hairy bikers at the weekend actually, and no I nearly went way. up to him. 
and said, you gave my mate an award and I was supposed to be there, but I, I didn't come because we didn't think we were going to win it. Um, and then I, I looked <laughs> at him a bit longer and I thought, you don't look like you want anyone coming up to you. He's just hanging about in Margate um, outside an antique shop. So which, left... which one was it? I don't know which, which name. Um, it was the, sh- it was the, the one off of one. Come Dancing or whatever it's called. Strictly Come Dancing. So the, the dark haired guy, not the guy that I look like in 50 years time or 30 years time. Um, the bigger guy, not that guy. The uh, not the Viking guy, the other guy, the sort of right one with the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. He had very expensive uh, sort of young person denim clothing on. Very trendy looking. Um, well, he's done well for himself. Um, a lot of best-selling books, those guys. Yeah, I know, right? I I was sort of like, wow, he's got nice clobber on. And he had some sort of limited edition Nikes on that were pretty cool. Um, and a very, very twiddly moustache. Um, so, yeah, I nearly <laughs> went up to him. And, and then I just I did a little bit of a check of myself and thought, he's going to think I'm a, a lunatic. And he's also going to be like, can you step away from me because it's COVID? And <laughs> I'm trying to enjoy it a day out in Margate. So I left I, I him like, to it. I like how you're wonderfully naive. I should go chat to him. We've got a bit of history and a story mm. <laughs> descended into, no, it's a pandemic. I'll probably kill him <laughs> in I'll, probably a matter of seconds. <laughs> I also saw Bimini, uh, Bomboulash from, um, Oh my God. Drag race. So it was a real celeb spotting day. But, um, yes, mate, that was the last time I, I drank any beer last weekend. I haven't drank any beer this week, Johnny. So, good um, Lord, Brad, I'm quite excited. We're, we're filming, together today yay outside johnny in sussex (laughs) it's gonna be great um yeah i mean i've drunk quite a lot of beer recently so i I submitted my book um uh, well sorry the first half of the book was submitted on tuesday so i celebrated on tuesday and then yesterday i was at burning sky drank a load of cool ship beer and then oh and also had the most incredible cherry saison Nice. Uh, which was just unbelievable. Um, I'll put a photo in our stories at some point because it looked like luminous red as well. It was dead exciting. Wow. Um, but yeah, and then I met Emma Inch, the amazing beer writer and broadcaster last night for some pints of pints of Harvey's um, and had, had a wonderful time. She's got a great YouTube channel. I'll put a link to that in the descriptions box of the podcast so that you guys can see that. Um, and her, I mean, her podcast is her main thing and it's, it's awesome. But we, we put the beer world to rights. Uh, for nice. a couple of hours, but and now I, yeah, I feel a little bit dodgy this morning, but <laughs> hey. So uh, how many pints did you drink, Johnny? It was it was only four. Four? Um, pretty low ABV, <laughs> so I'm clearly out of practice. Yeah, mate, you need to get down the beer gym, get get yeah. get working <laughs> those muscles. Get, get, get my summer six-pack. <laughs> That's it, of beers, um, of, of, of uh, Risky Boys. That was oh god of risky boys. <laughs> I haven't I haven't had a risky boy since. I'm, I'm I'm nervous about what could happen to me if I go down that road too far. Mm, it is a it is a, a risky old road. When you were talking <laughs> about um, cool ships, and you you were said I've I've been to every and I thought you were going to say every cool ship, and then it made me think of train spotters and being massive geeks, and I thought maybe you get like cool ship train spotters that go around and. Uh, because they're kind of like steam steam engines as well, aren't they? It's very steamy. so <laughs> A bit steampunk brewing. Um, I mean, there probably are people that... I mean, people definitely collect Lambic. I don't know mm. whether they collect being by a cool ship while it's filling, but there's oh. probably somebody out there who has an ambition to see every cool ship be filled. The one at Burning Sky is really, really small, whereas if you saw, like, the Lindemans one being filled, like, that thing is 
fucking huge. It, it must take nearly a whole night just to fill it, let alone Blimey. actually uh, cool down. Yeah, I guess it's a yeah a scale thing, isn't it? Obviously, Burning Sky are pretty teeny tiny compared to Lindemann. But um, mm-hmm. what was I going to say? Yeah, because uh, uh, like train spotters are writing down the sort of the basically the the re- the car registrations of the trains as they fly by and stuff, aren't they? So um, I get, I'm guessing a lot of cool ships are kind of made out of different weird things. So um, maybe you can't... I think they're all steel, mate. <laughs> are they all just steel? Yeah. I think so. Oh, maybe, maybe maybe there's some copper ones knocking They'd around be expensive, still. wouldn't they? Copper's so expensive these days. People go and nick copper wiring. You yeah. can imagine some oinks turning up in the middle of the night, um, jumping in your copper cool ship, and then getting slowly <laughs> could be boiled the end of to them. death. Yeah, they get <laughs> yeah. boiled to death while they're trying to steal the cool ship. That'd be a fitting end. <laughs> Blimey, this went to a dark place. Should we talk about the video? Talking yeah, go dark on places. Let's, so put, let's take week, it to a more mild place. There we go. Oh, you, you ruined mine. I was going to go with the dark place with the dark mild, and you've gone oh, with the mild place. Oh, well, there but, you go. Hey, they were both clever. Same um, but different. Exactly. So, yeah, this week we put a video live with Boxcar, which is one of my favourite London breweries, and they have a really lovely taproom as well. But the main reason we went there is because they make an amazing mild and an amazing double mild. And we'll circle back to the word double with our question later in the podcast. But... Um, we just wanted to tell the story uh, of Boxcar because it's really interesting to think about the fact that they started making hazy beer and then almost, I wouldn't call it for a joke, but as an experiment, they made a dark mild because they realised that, you know, everything they'd learned about New England IPA also kind of applied to mild in terms of the yeast and the sweet malt character and the rich body and all this kind of stuff. Obviously not the hopping regime. Um, and they made an absolutely stellar mild. So I really wanted to tell that story and it's, it's interesting how we get the same comments from the same people across our mild video and this video. There's clearly a, a mild scene out there. This summer, I'm going to be hosting talks at the Manchester, Bristol and London Craft Beer Festivals, giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings, rare beer pours, meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars. These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there. Yeah, I mean it's probably quite small, but it's definitely a mild seed. Um, it, this this mild is is interesting because it's it's in a can, right? And it's carbonated, and it's like amped up compared to a sort of cask mild, right? So it's a yeah, he's tr- he tried to try try to recreate the feel of a cask ale in can by using. Uh, water chemistry, so New England water chemistry, so really giving it that kind of fluffy feel, and then wheats and possibly even oats, I think, to you know try and give it that kind of creaminess that a, a sparkled mild would have. Amazing, amazing. 
Yeah, it was great. I mean, I've we've I think we've even drunk it on camera, haven't we? The the, the dark mild. Did you or did we drink double mild? I can't remember. Double mild. We double had mild. We had. But I've I've had it and it is it is cracking for sub four. Is it sub four percent or sub five percent? It's very low. It's three three point five or three point eight. Yeah, great stuff. Um, but obviously those guys make all kinds of beers, don't they? And they're kind of amazing. Sam seems I don't know Sam, but he seems like a super chilled, uh, cool, um, clean freak. Was what I took away from the video. <laughs> <laughs> Def, definitely some OCD tendencies there. It was the cleanest brewery. Although actually, Burning Sky yesterday was incredibly clean as well. Nice, um, considering there was so much wild brewing. Um, going on. But yeah, Sam, I mean, well, we can dive into the comment that I've selected, which is uh, from Gavin Hall. Um, he says, it's super refreshing to see a modern trendy brewery inspired by traditional styles and executing them with such passion and imagination. Uh, also one of the, the fractional few uh, New England breweries that I could actually session on without needing a palate cleanser in between every half pint, which I do sympathise mm. with. You know, we, we've got this sort of thirds drinking culture, bottle share kind of culture, where yeah we have eight percent beers in cans and you know i can't remember the last time i sat down and drank a whole one of them um because you would need a palate cleanser afterwards um and actually boxcar their beer is much drier than most new england's and a little bit more bitter so that it is much more drinkable a native place which we drank in the video is such a good like juicy but very dry almost session ipa kind of vibe it's really crushable and, and dry on the finish nice yeah, it looks it looks like a great little um, spot down there as well. And not I'm not a fan of purple, but orange is my favourite colour. Color, so um, you know, I was loving all of the orange in the decor. <laughs> I thought I thought you would. I'm surprised you don't like purple. I think together they're quite a striking combo. Together they are they are certainly a combo. It's just purple um, is probably one of my least favourite colours. Uh, I wouldn't really. Although at one point I did have a purple. American apparel, American apparel hoodie that I used to wear to festivals uh, in New Rave era because I went to art ah. school when it was New Rave. So I was I was at one point a New Rave kid. Uh, Good lord, I would not have suspected that. When I say New Rave kid, I don't you mean I wasn't losing wearing... your mind to golden scans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I mean, I've yeah, I've been to loads of all the sort of New Rave type bands uh, gigs. And all the bands that didn't want to be considered new rave, but were sort of lumped in as well. So things like Late of the Pier and and uh, other other stuff, which I still think is genuinely great music. If anyone hasn't listened to Late of the Pier's only album, go and check it out because it's awesome. Uh, there you go. Yes. Um, did you have a comment for the video? Yeah, I've got a pretty sort of generic one, but it was really nice from Matthew Sommer. He just says, so great to see you out and about in London again after such a long break. Don't care where you go or what you do next, as long as you keep as you just keep doing it. Um, oh well, that's nice. You know, super nice. So I mean, yeah. that is that's the thing. We've we've not been able to get out and about, so we've had to pivot to just sort of filming out of our uh, our houses and stuff, um, which is not you know the heart of Craft Beer Channel. We we are beer adventurers who like to sort of. Um, go down different trails and, and uh, visit visit all, all places all around the world and actually go out and meet people and have great, Yeah, I think our best times. content isn't um, isn't beer-focused. It's when the beer is put in the context of something. Yeah. So we always always try to do that. 
Um, in, in the comments, actually, I put a question just asking people where they'd want us to go now that we can start to travel. Um, and we've got some great answers. A couple of people saying Saison Dupont, which I would love to go visit. Um, Crazy Duck Brewery in Slovenia. Sure. sure. Um, uh, I've never heard of them, but uh, I'd love to go to, love to go to Slovenia as well. They make great hops. Um, but my favorite one is from Terry Hodkin, who said, Duration, Neon Raptor, Flock. Uh, sure, we'll do those three. And then he goes, Beak. And yeah. Burning Sky to see their cool ship. <laughs> I replied going, I'm literally doing both those things this week. So yeah, amazing. we nailed that. Um, yeah, so do check out that video if you haven't seen it. It's a really interesting chat with Sam, who's uh, uh, a really particular and interesting brewer uh, with a beautiful, beautiful taproom. Um, we didn't get a question this week. So before we tackle... Um, tackle a, a written question just wanted to say please do send your recorded questions to craftbeerboys at gmail.com and we'll answer them on the podcast or you can just send us an email to that one and we'll read it out and answer it because we're really keen to like our discord forum our patreon forum we like it to be interactive so that everybody's getting involved and we can ask some questions and make sure that we're not just slowly disappearing into our own little bubble oh yeah um so yeah craftbeerboys at gmail.com send us your questions doesn't even have to be about beer just if you've got a question hit us up um so this week's question comes from rory price on twitter uh, and he messaged us yesterday no not yesterday at two in the morning today uh, <laughs> wow <laughs> asking clearly he's being kept awake by this question but when and why did they start calling imperial ipas dippers and wouldn't a sipper be a better name hmm. so we're gonna have to deconstruct this a little bit hmm. um let's start with the sipper so sipper s-i-p-a that's a session ipa yeah. So that that's an abbreviation that's sometimes used. Uh, so that wouldn't be a great name for a double IPA. But I do understand what he's saying, right? Is he, you, is he basically saying you would you could only sip a double IPA because it's so strong? You're not gonna like. Yeah, you're not gonna neck it, glug it. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I think, he's, I think that's what he's trying to say. I understand it, but it would it would get really confusing if you bought a sipper thinking it was a session IPA. Yeah. And then drank it like it was. Um, that way, madness lies. <laughs> that way madness lies indeed um <laughs> have i ever done that maybe you almost certainly have so yeah dippers sippers different things already it's already claimed it's not like the risky boy you know where we can stake a claim on that um, you're working so hard to make risky boy thing, <laughs> <aren't you? laughs> yeah it's great i love it uh it's gonna be a risky boy summer maybe very short, maybe it is a short yeah. whiskey boy summer when everyone <laughs> falls off a cliff after not drinking much for a year. Um, Just disclaimer: don't drink by cliffs, people. Yeah, do not drink by cliffs. Yeah. Um, let, let's look at the other part of the question, which is around imperial IPAs and double IPAs. So, imperial IPA has a long history. So, imperial got used in beer back when we were sending strong porters and stouts over to. Uh, St. Petersburg in Russia, and they they started calling them Imperial Stouts in their marketing to try and make it feel a bit more, um, what's fancy. the word, aspirational, fancy, yeah, fancy yeah. Uh, for people at home. So they started putting that onto their stouts and their porters, and that started to spread across the different styles that breweries were making. So they started then, it just started to mean the strongest one that we make. So it went on to IPAs, it went on to probably bitters, old ales, everything. It was imperial if it was the strongest version because breweries would release, you know, multiple different gravities of the same beer and the most strongest. Most strongest, 
there's the hangover poking through, um, would be the Imperial one. But yeah, at some point, I love. I don't actually know exactly when it happened, but yeah, we started calling them double IPAs, and I think it's an Americanism. Um, obviously, there's some form in Belgian tradition of you know they have the singles, the doubles, the triples, and the quads. So maybe America sort of looked at that and went, "We should do that." I, I like the metric IPA. of the the double IPA. I think it makes sense because you know what you're getting into. You're like IPA is pretty strong. <laughs> double anyway. trouble. You're like, you've got pale ale, then you've got an IPA, then you've got a double IPA. So in my head, I'm like, I know what that is. I know I know it's going to be maybe not necessarily double the strength, but it's going to be a lot, lot stronger. Um, especially if you're out in America where a double IPA, they're not messing about with that. That is seriously strong beer. Um, like at least an ABV or two higher than it is over here. Um I I, th- I think it's good metric. I, I I it's just simple. It's like Ron Seal does what it says on the tin. But I, I don't think trouble. it is Ron Seal. I don't think it does what it says on the tin because it's you, not double anything. It's, it's not, not double the malt, not double the hops, not double yeah. the strength. It's not double it's, in that Belgian style, but it's it's double trouble for sure. It certainly is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if anybody out there knows why, where, who made the first double IPA? Um, it's going to be someone in America who decided that Imperial wasn't working for them. Um, I mean, also Imperial, uh, as we said in the video, actually, with Sam from Boxcar, Imperial feels a little bit imperial, imperialist. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's a bit of that hangover of empire sort of association, yeah. which I think... Although obviously it was the Russian empire, not ours, that it sort of references. But that, in, that old sort of old European imperialist kind of bent, which is not, you know... Not great because we we did a lot of bad stuff back in the day. Uh, to everyone I enjoy else that. The, the British world. Empire, not great. Uh, I think that's that's a fair. Certainly, <laughs> some atrocities of, were were, yeah. were done to the majority. Well, a third of the world. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I I could see why America, the land of the free, uh, who who cast off their imperial shackles, told us to do one many many years ago um why they would why they wouldn't want to call it an imperial um i, I get i totally get that so yeah, they, you know they're not a classist sort of society in in that in the sort of european royal kind of terms so they, they've got a totally different way of looking at the world and a sort of manifest destiny and every man can sort of uh you know live their dream or whatever so they're not they're not kind <laughs> yeah of... even if that's fundamentally untrue in modern america oh yeah of course it is but you know, <laughs> if if your man or woman's dream is is to drink a, a damn strong ipa then you know they want to drink a double one it's like a double double burger or something rather than <laughs> an imperial cheeseburger yeah, the etymology is burger yeah yeah maybe it comes from burgers <laughs> that's it it's a double double burger not not, <laughs> not an imperial <laughs> cheeseburger there you go. <laughs> well, on that note, we'll, um, we'll we'll leave you with that thought for the weekend, I think. Um, mm. So we'll see you on Wednesday. We've got a very exciting video about Irish breweries going live on Wednesday, Great which stuff. I can't wait to show you. We we don't get out into the, the world, but we do have some tours from some special Irish breweries. So you will see some beautiful nature, some great use of drones. Oh, yeah. And, and all kinds of exciting stuff for next week. Um, so, yeah, we will catch you then. Um, and until then, have an amazing beery weekend. Bye.
The Bubble Podcast is brought to you by the nerds behind YouTube's Craft Beer Channel. Head to youtube.com slash the Craft Beer Channel to watch this week's video and over 400 more exciting episodes. If you love what we do, please, please, please do subscribe and even join our Patreon at patreon.com slash craft beer channel. Love and beer. Love and beer.